Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. You're listening to last week's episode. To get this week's episode, you can take a look at my Patreon page, where patrons have day one access to new content. By pledging a dollar or more a month, you can get access to new episodes before everyone else, get merchandise for the show, and more. If you don't become a patron, there are still ways that you can support the show. Take a screenshot of you listening to the episode and post that on social media. And tag me in the shot on Twitter at MCLeadershipGuy or on Instagram at MC underscore Leadership Guy. If you haven't already, make sure to give the show a five-star rating and write a review so I can know what you think of the show. To become a patron of the show, make sure to visit the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash LLLpodcast. That's three L's podcast. My name is Jake McLean, and you're listening to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs Podcast. Hey there, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Life, Leadership, and Laughs Podcast. Took a bit of a break last week. Uh, I was traveling from Lexington, Kentucky at the end of, uh, if you're listening to this on Patreon, at the end of last week. Uh, if you're listening to this for free, then uh, it was a couple weeks ago now. Uh, and so, uh, traveling back from Lexington, the Sunday night, I was supposed to be home at about 10 o'clock, which would have let me, uh, record, edit, and then, uh, set a scheduled post so that everybody would have a new episode last week. Um, but, um, my flight ended up getting canceled and, oh my gosh, it was just, it was a mess. So I didn't end up getting home until, um, that Monday night at like 1030 or something like that. I think it was like 1130 midnight by the time I actually got to Woodhall. Uh, so it was, uh, it was a crazy time, but I traveled to Lexington, Kentucky as a facilitator for Phi Gamma Delta's leadership Institute. And, um, it was, uh, just a really, a really neat experience. And so, um, I wanted to uh, share with you this week a little bit about um, kind of my experience with that and what led me to do it and things like that. Um, and I promise it all connects to uh, another leadership lesson uh, for this week. And so here we go, uh, this week's uh, episode. you've ever uh, taken a look at my website, www.jakespeaks.org, shameless plug, uh, you'll see that I, uh, in the about me section, I talk a little bit about uh, kind of how my journey for everything leadership development kind of started uh, in my undergrad experience. And I think uh, what you need to know about that, right? So I, um, so I went from a community college experience where uh, I wasn't really engaged. I wasn't really, um, I wasn't really myself uh, during that experience. And so once I got to Monmouth, uh, the kind of doors opened up, the uh, light uh, kind of shined down on all of the things that you could do in an undergrad experience. And so um, I took advantage of that by uh, trying to start um, our own uh, colony of um, of Phi Gamma Delta on, um, at Monmouth. And so, 
That was part of like a 22, 24 uh, man kind of founding class that, uh, yeah, set out to go from a colony to a full chapter and uh, kind of learn everything about what it means to be uh, a member of Phi Gamma Delta or Fiji as it's commonly referred to. And so uh, it was really kind of, um, it was a really neat experience because I got, um, I credit uh, the organization for providing me with my early uh, kind of leader, leadership experiences. And back then my, uh, my philosophy, my definition of leadership, like a lot of college students coming in, was a very positional one. Uh, I thought uh, that there was, you know, leaders, a person at the top, you know, all of the common, uh, all of the common kind of things that you would say about leadership, I think, um, having a positional frame of mind. And so a lot of my experiences were geared around attending kind of national uh, conferences and other like uh, officer training workshops and things like that through the fraternity. And it was always uh, kind of really neat to network with other people and to, and to do all of that. And so I think I attended three different uh, kind of uh, big programs where I had to travel kind of long distances. And all of that was, was just very fun. Uh, and I remember learning a whole heck of a lot. And so that's kind of where uh, my passion for studying how to be a good leader uh, kind of came from. Um, but I still kind of wasn't practicing leadership, uh, what I would now say would be correctly. And so I think some people would describe my leadership style as kind of being uh, somewhat of an ass. Um, I was uh, really serious all the time. I didn't really let anybody uh, have fun, uh, the traditional stereotypical kind of fun that a college student would want to have. And so I was kind of dull. I was, and like I said, I was an ass. And so when the um, one of the major struggles that we faced uh, as a colony is that we couldn't recruit basically to save our lives. Uh, and so, you know, we're on a small campus. There's four other fraternities uh, besides us trying to recruit. And oftentimes they were trying to recruit the same kind of guy. And so, um, you know, being a colony, you don't have a lot of the um, a lot of the structure that an existing chapter would have. So, you know, every other chapter had a house. Um, all of them had a strong uh, alumni network uh, and things like that. But the big selling points for us were that you could, you know, uh, create a legacy, create something uh, different and and things like that. And for an 18 to 22-year-old man, I mean, there's not – it takes a, a really special bunch to – to kind of do the, that work because it, it's it's tough. And if you're coming to college because you want to have fun and joining a fraternity because you want to have fun, um, then uh, a colony experience probably isn't uh, what you're looking for because um, it, it does. It takes, a, it takes a whole hell of a lot of work. And so uh, anyhow, fast forward uh, to the summer between my junior and senior year, I'm working on campus, and uh, I know that our organization's on the bubble um, and possibly could face getting closed down. And so I got called in uh, to a conference call between some of the uh, college administration and the fraternity headquarters. 
and uh, it was a conversation about closing the colony. And at that time, I was the um, I was president for like the second time, um, and so it was uh, you know it was my responsibility at that time to kind of be in the room and kind of hear out uh, what's kind of going on and what the process for things are, and so. I took it um, – I think I, I wore a mask pretty well about the situation, um, but I was crushed, man. Um, I had put um, – I had taken myself so seriously. I thought I was doing everything right as a leader. Um, I thought I was engaging uh, people in the right ways, and um, you know, we just couldn't get it done. And to put in so much work and so much uh, energy, so much passion for the thing, and then to have it close, it was really tough. But I think uh, what made it even worse was that I had, uh, I was the guy who had to make the phone calls uh, to everybody else in the fraternity to tell them that it had closed. And so, um, I mean, having the same conversation with, you know, um, members who were older than I was and people who had left already. Um, I mean, it was a very emotional, it was a very emotional thing to do because, um, you know, everybody took it about the same way I did. And, um, you know, we had a good cry about it and, uh, man, I mean, but for the people who, uh, didn't like me, um, my perception of the situation was always that they um, might put the blame of it on me and the way I was doing things. And so I really internalized that a lot, and um, I blamed myself. Um, I thought that it was because of something that I hadn't done or something that I did do um, or a series of choices that led to, to the fraternity closing. And so... Um, I went into my senior year being the president of our student senate um, and ended up uh, being able to uh, rejoin the Greek community and uh, ended up joining ZBT. And so um, I really tried to not take myself as seriously. And I think uh, for better or worse, I think I still live that now. Um, and so it, it, prompted this this whole path for me to um, to study leadership and to and to uh, pass on how to be a good leader to other people so that they didn't have to go through the same thing that I did. And so uh, a number of years later, uh, here I am uh, as a facilitator for the um, for the fraternity that uh, I wasn't able to bring to my campus. Uh, or to solidify on my campus, rather. And so it was um, It was a really uh, interesting experience uh, being in the same room uh, and then having to uh, kind of awkwardly define my relationship with a fraternity because everybody would ask me if I was, uh, if I was a graduate brother and, uh, you know, uh, no, obviously, but I know things about the fraternity that somebody who wasn't engaged with the fraternity already wouldn't necessarily know. And so it was just, uh, so that part of it was, uh, but was interesting. 
Uh, and so as a, as a facilitator, we got to work with different uh, small groups and uh, kind of work them through different activities and uh, pieces of the curriculum, which was uh, really exceptionally well-written. But one of the uh, kind of most uh, fulfilling things, one of the most energizing things about the experience was that I was able to share my experience, my story, and uh, all of the things that uh, we had to do um, you know, trying to bring my, my colony, uh, to the full kind of chapter status and, uh, what happened when that didn't work out. And so I was an excellent, uh, example for any of the colony brothers that were there that might've had their colony who's on a bubble or who's in a time of crisis or something like that. And, uh, on the last day of the uh, whole experience, I shared with uh, my small group and then some of the other, uh, students I was able to meet there that uh, that, that story exactly, uh, everything that had kind of unfolded and uh, all of the kind of bad, um, not bad things that happened, but uh, just kind of the struggle that I went through. Um, because honestly, at that point, and even now, I still feel some uh, sense of guilt. And so what helps uh, take a, take that away um, now is having been through more uh, formal education about uh, what it means to practice leadership and how leadership is defined and um, and being able to work with young men of the fraternity that um, that closed on me. Uh, you know, it was it was really energizing uh, to know uh, and to have the students that I work with or that I worked with in that week say that I uh, impacted their experience and, you know, they're going to keep in contact with me about their about what they're facing and what they're going through um, and will reach out if they, you know, need some help or some guidance. Uh, it was uh, incredibly incredibly fulfilling uh, for sure to be a part of it. And so uh, shout out to the headquarters staff, the other facilitators that were at that that week's experience uh, because without it, um, you know, I think it was just the kind of recharge of the batteries I needed uh, before, uh, before we kick off a new semester over at Monmouth. And so uh, it was, it was really great. I share that story because what's, uh, what really came out of that for me um, and kind of, uh, I mean, not only did it reaffirm uh, all of the things that I've been working for since, um, really since after that experience and, uh, you know, getting my my master's degree in uh, organizational leadership and uh, doing this leadership work that I love so much. Um, so it, it reaffirmed all of that, but then it also uh, reaffirmed uh, the importance um, or kind of uh, not the importance, the value of my story, uh, the value of everybody's story, really. But, um, you know, as a uh, as a, as the self-proclaimed kind of leadership guy, right, uh, at Monmouth and then the uh, as as your podcast host, as uh, as a leadership speaker and coach, 
uh, all of like the whole week experience of helping facilitate this leadership institute was um, it it gave to me kind of the confidence boost the um, kind of the signal that I'm on the right track. And I think that in the um, in the times where uh, I am less confident of that, uh, it's really hard for me to share or tell my story uh, in an effective way. But um, but uh, you know my story matters. Your story matters. Uh, the experiences that we have, the uh, the things that make us who we are, are important. And I think that the more we're able to, the more we are able to share that with other people and to uh, explore that, I mean, there's nothing quite like it. And I think that I, um, sometimes I'll sit in front of the microphone and spitball ideas for uh, what kind of message I want to be able to give uh, to you all who are listening uh, to the podcast or people who have no idea who I am or want to listen uh, and happen to click on the podcast, you know, what are they going to get out of the message? What, uh, you know, are they going to like it? Uh, are they going to laugh? Are they going to, are they going to feel something as a result of what I'm saying? And um, I'm trying to find the balance of being very intentional with the way I shape a message, but also not giving a damn about you know, how somebody's going to take it because I can't control that. What I am kind of reaffirmed to do is to uh, live in my truth, uh, in my story, in my experiences, uh, and share them with you. Uh, if you've clicked on the podcast, then you uh, maybe know me, you've worked with me before, uh, you're wanting to work with me, but I uh, don't know, um, you know much about me. Um, and so sorry if you're listening to this right now, the first episode, yikes. Uh, but, um, but I can't control how you're going to take my message. And that's why, um, that's why I need your help. Uh, and that's why at the end of every episode, I'll ask you to, you know, leave a review, leave a rating or connect with me in some way. That way I can understand how people are taking my messages. I think it's really, it's really difficult to know if you're on the right track, if you don't, if you don't uh, get some affirmation, uh, you know, or just some feedback, uh, whether positive or negative. But yeah, I think that if if everybody can live in their truths and their experiences, uh, don't be afraid to make make space for yourself. And. As a very expressive person, I also am mindful that I have to balance that uh, with uh, some of my more uh, introverted uh, colleagues and friends. And so, um, you know, you just got to know, uh, read the room, but also, um, yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you find the balance. And sharing your story, if you're an expressive person like myself, you know, you read the room, you, you're a little strategic about stuff, but you don't uh, make sacrifices to your own value, to your own self-worth, um, and not tell your story. So, yeah, let's connect about how you're sharing your story and, uh, you know, 
how you're making space for yourself. Thanks so much for listening to uh, this week's uh, very quick episode. Uh, We'll be back again for uh, more guest interviews uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, So I hope that you'll stick around. Um, I'm starting to redo portions of my website. And uh, now more than ever, I'm going to be pushing uh, my coaching services. So you can check that out on my website and subscribe to my mail list while you're there. www.jakespeaks.org. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to uh, leave a five-star rating and write a review. Let me know what you're getting out of the show. You can follow me on social media, Twitter, and Instagram at MC Leadership Guy. Until next time, take care.